1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
4: Let's get a big thumbs up. You ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight, nice. we'll make you happen. We know
5: what we got to do.
1: The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. He's on his way to victory lane for the fifth time in 2017. Martin Truex Jr. wins. Tyler Ruddick trying to win for the first time in his career. They are fanning out behind him. 23-year-old Brian Blaney will score his first career win here at Pocono Raceway. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you yet again. We're closing in on another racing season, folks. The 2018 season ramping up this week at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Media Tour. The MRN team has been busy talking with your favorite drivers about the upcoming season. We're excited. We hope you're excited as well. Coming up on today's show... We'll hear from 2017 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion Martin Truex Jr. You know, his younger brother, Ryan, has got a pretty exciting future ahead of him. He's going to join us to talk about his full-time ride in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in 2018. Ryan Blaney is on the move. He's moving over from the Wood Brothers to Team Penske. We'll hear from him as well. And speaking of the Wood Brothers, Paul Menard is our new driver for 2018. He'll be on today's show as well. Plus, we'll hear from William Byron chase elliott denny hamlin and more but first nascar started the week off talking about changes for 2018 to give us an update here's our woody kane mike this week
0: charlotte motor speedway unveiled some changes to that oval slash road course combo for the bank of america 500 in september Speedway Motorsports President Marcus Smith says track officials have been gathering opinions since last year's test of the so-called
4: Roval. I'm not sure how many versions, but we've taken gotten a lot of great feedback from people like Alex Wurs, Max Pappas, Jeff Gordon, uh, we even had Mario Andretti here, um, which was fantastic, and um, and Jeff Burton gave some great feedback, um, so it, it's been SOMETHING THAT WE'VE TAKEN A LOT OF TIME um, AND CONSIDERATION WITH AND HAD JUST FANTASTIC FEEDBACK FROM REAL PROFESSIONALS.
0: DEFENDING CUP CHAMP MARTIN Truex JUNIOR SAID EVEN WITH CHANGES TO TURNS 7 AND 8 IN THE INFIELD, SHORTENING THE TRACK BY ABOUT TWO-TENTHS OF A MILE AND SPEEDING UP SOME SHARP CORNERS TO CUT 15 TO 20 SECONDS PER LAP OFF THOSE TEST TIMES, THE COURSE WILL BE A HANDFUL WITH DRIVERS NAVIGATING IT DURING THE PLAYOFFS. THE WAY THE INFIELD IS, I MEAN OBVIOUSLY YOU'RE RUNNING AROUND THE BIG RACETRACK SOME AND um, YOU KNOW, you're WE'RE SET UP TO
6: TURN RIGHT AND LEFT, YET WE'RE HITTING THE BANKING AND TRYING TO GO, YOU KNOW, 175 OR 180. IT'S QUITE A HANDFUL THERE AND THEN YOU GET INTO THE INFIELD AND um, your, YOUR SETUP IS JUST SO COMPROMISED TO TRY TO RUN AROUND THE BIG TRACK AND THEN TRY TO RUN THROUGH THOSE SECTIONS OF THE RACETRACK WHERE THERE IS REALLY NO BANKING, THERE'S NOT A LOT OF GRIP, um, SO IT'S REALLY HARD TO SET THE CAR UP you know, properly for both. You kind of have to do a lot of give and take. And then the, the track itself in the infield, is just, it, there's a lot of bumps and swells and you know, the way the, the turns, the camber comes in and out of the turns in certain areas. It's just, it's really, really difficult for a stock car to be set up right and drive somewhat decent so you know it's almost like we're um, we're out there just slip sliding around
0: and it's kind of like a big drift track it's pretty wild at the same event NASCAR executive vice president Steve O'Donnell was asked about rumors that the sanctioning body was considering not counting caution LAPS during stage breaks in between segments at all three national touring series events as
6: far as stages we kind of had an, an industry meeting really last week and talked about um, what if any changes would be made and and the outcome of that was we were really comfortable with um, how things played out last year so we're we're going to continue on uh as we did last year we'll certainly try and speed it up a little bit um in between um but
0: it'll be the same process there's much more on these stories now at mrn.com mike
2: thank you woody coming up on nascar live we'll hear from martin truex jr and later william byron
7: the thought of winter coming can be chilling Knee-deep snow, face-numbing winds, frozen fingers, temperatures below zero. And yet, without a Duralast car battery, it could be even worse. That's why Duralast batteries are tested to perform in harsh conditions. So even if it's 40 below zero, your car can start up like it's 72 and sunny. Duralast, proven tough and only at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
2: Coming up next, Martin Truex, Jr. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live.
2: The best team all year long can now celebrate a championship. Here he comes off turn
1: number four for the final time and under the checkered flag, and Martin Truex, Jr. is a champion. He's also a race winner as he scores the win in the Ford EcoBoost 400. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
2: That's how it sounded the weekend before Thanksgiving at Homestead Miami Speedway. Martin Truex Jr. winning the 2017 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, our Steve Post had a chance to talk with our reigning Cup Series champion, Martin Truex Jr. Martin.
8: The last two months of life, uh, what have they been like since uh, since rolling out of Homestead the champion?
6: Uh, it's been pretty crazy, really, whirlwind tour, you know, been all over the place, been doing a lot of stuff. And uh, people keep asking me how the off-seasons went, and I said, what off-season? So it's uh, it's been busy, but it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it's been fun to reflect and, and celebrate with the team here and there and uh, got to do a lot of fun things, and it's not over yet, going to the Super Bowl next week. So got a lot of fun stuff that we've gotten to do, but uh, crazy how fast time flies.
8: Is there a, a moment or a person, uh, whether it's someone notorious or someone from your childhood, is there something that has just stuck with you as, man, that, that is the coolest thing as far as the celebration or congratulations goes?
6: Really all of it. I mean, I, I think, I don't know that it's still 100% sunk in yet. You know, I mean, you, I was at the Hall of Fame induction last night and got to induct Red Byron and just to see some of the Hall of Famers there and talk to them and, and have them congratulate me and and talk about how awesome the race was and how awesome our season was and how impressive it was. I mean, those kind of things kind of help, you know, push it along. But just all of it really has been uh, has just been crazy. And um, back before Christmas, we went to Levine's Children's Hospital here in Charlotte and gave out Christmas presents, which is something we do with our foundation every year. And Winston Kelly was there, you know, from the Hall of Fame. And he says, you know, you're going to get in here with the stuff you've done and that was that was one of the things that initially was like wow I didn't even think of that you know to think about that and then be there last night and put that all together it's um it's amazing that uh you know a kid from New Jersey start racing go karts where where we've gotten to is uh, it's unbelievable
8: it really, truly is. Absolutely amazing. When you look at it, does it the, the, the Furniture Row Racing team five years with that team does does that even seem possible? And, and I mean, you've accomplished great things two times in the playoff round at Homestead but where did the time go? Did that, did that seem really quick?
6: Time just flies when you're busy, I think. You know, all, all the years of since I've been racing in the Cup Series, I feel like it was just yesterday that I started and I was a rookie. And it's just, I, I think 38 races, you're you really don't get a lot of time off everything just kind of runs together and it makes time just fly really by so fast so it's hard to believe that we're going into our fifth year together um, but as you said we have accomplished it a lot and uh, looking forward to doing more in the future
8: when you have a season like you had in 2017 just absolutely amazing with all the wins everything is it is it more pressure on you as you go into 2018 or is it we've done this before we've got this how do you approach 2018 with with that in the mirror now
6: I think for me personally and, and I think the team the same way I think the pressure is less the better we do I feel like 15 you know we felt a lot of pressure you know because we hadn't done all those things before and made the final four and, and you know won our first race together and I feel like it's come easier as we went down this road you know 16 went well and we just continue to build on that momentum and it seems like things come easier because we're we're comfortable in what we're doing we're confident in what we're doing and we know we have a great team and, and things are working so um, it, it helps you to focus on all the little details and not stress out a uh, stress out over things you can't control you know years when you're maybe not running that great and you you feel like if you're having a good run something happens it's the end of the world you know and these days it's you know if something happens, there's always next week and you're running good and you got confidence in your team and, and honestly we're just we're having so much fun together right now, our whole group, that uh, that we really don't feel the pressure. We thrive under it and I uh, look forward to you know getting in those situations where those big moments happen.
8: It is a great spot for sure. We get to this point of the year, the January into the February. Now you talked about being so busy, what off season, but are you anxious to get started? Are you are are you itching to get back behind the wheel of the race car in Daytona? or you still wanna celebrate a little more?
6: I was behind a wheel last week at Texas tire testing. So, I mean, it's really already begun. I mean, we're we're already into 2018. The season started. The guys are grinding it out at the shop trying to, you know, make sure we're prepared. So, um, I'm not in a hurry to get to Daytona, but honestly, it's here already and we'll be there before we know it.
8: Well, enjoy the rest of the offseason. We'll see you at Daytona. I will, thank you.
2: That's Martin Truex Jr. and Steve Post as they spoke over the weekend at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Still to come, we'll hear from William Byron and Paul Menard. Plus, later, Ryan Blaney will join us.
1: The new NASCAR season at the new ISM Raceway in Phoenix. Think it'll be loud? Nope. Louder. Think it'll be wild? Nope. Wilder, You think you've seen it all? We're just getting started. Join the NASCAR nation in Phoenix for the Ticket Guardian 500 race weekend, March 9th, 10th, and 11th. Find tickets from $30 now at ismraceway.com. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner. Inspired by science. Driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com.
2: William Byron and Paul Menard are coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live.
8: William Byron brings his Chevrolet Camaro into turn number three now. He is right up along the safer barrier. Tyler Reddick is right behind him. Reddick not a champion contender. William Byron off turn number four. 19
9: years of age in his rookie season, William Byron becomes a NASCAR champion. He has won the 2017 NASCAR Xfinity Series
2: Championship. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Uh, We take you back to the weekend before Thanksgiving. Ford Championship weekend winding down. The NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship decided. William Byron taking home the hardware after the Ford EcoBoost 300. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. You know, one of the several new faces that we'll have in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series garage is William Byron. He's going to drive the number 24 car for Hendrick Motorsports. Woody Kane caught it with him to talk about the new experience.
0: So here you are, the Xfinity champ, about to jump in the, the Cup Series with Hendrick yeah. Motorsports and haven't been in the car yet. How anxious are you to get behind the wheel of that thing for the first time?
10: Yeah, I'm really anxious. It's going to be exciting just just to get in the car again and kind of feel out everything and get something to base the year off of and, and start to work on. So I'm looking forward to getting uh, after it and, Las Vegas in a couple weeks and hopefully just getting to work with my guys on the 24 team and uh, just get to know everyone. So uh, it's going to be good for us just to see what we have and also be able to build a notebook for when we come back there because we do race there twice a year. I saw a funny tweet this
0: week that uh, had an imaginary you outside shoveling snow and they said this is what they do to William Byron because he's the new guy. Does it feel like that way in kind of a funny way or, or has everything kind of fallen right into place?
10: Oh, no, they've been really good to me. They, they've given me all these resources to look at and all these, all this information to, to gather. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of get to know my way around Hedrick Motorsports. And uh, the biggest thing I noticed uh, just starting out is just the attention to detail and really how organized they are and uh, how much work ethic there is for from each individual there. So it's really exciting to see how much effort they're putting into the new race cars, and hopefully we can uh, parlay that into some results.
0: Hendrick Motorsports has always been very good at Daytona and now uh, we're less than a month away. Does that make you go? Oh my gosh, it's almost here.
10: Yeah, it really is. It, it never uh, never really goes away too much. So I uh, am looking forward just to getting back to the racetrack. And I feel like we've already done so much preparation for the year, it feels like it's already started. So I'm looking forward to just getting back in the rhythm of, of being on the racetrack and going through practice and qualifying and, and racing well. So I think it's going to be a, a great season, and we really have high hopes for it. One of the things that's always been impressive to me through your career is
0: is how quickly you seem to learn. You know, it takes a little while, then the light bulb goes on, and you kind of go, okay, I've got it. That process with the cup car is obviously going to be another notch above. How apprehensive are you or confident are you about that whole process?
10: I mean, I'm pretty confident. I think that I have a great group of teammates. Um, Everyone is really willing to give a lot of information. Um, What I noticed at Hendrick Motorsports is the ability for all the crew chiefs and drivers to work together and really uh, help the company grow as a whole. So that's the exciting part for me. I think that that's unique to that organization, and I feel like that's why they've had so much success over the years. So hopefully I can just use my own way of doing things and also incorporate it with the other guys and I feel like that's going to help me learn really quickly and I think 90 percent of it will be easy to figure out um, right away just based on my racing background but I feel like the last 10 percent how to race you know the top guys like Harvick and Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, uh, Truex, those guys it's going to be a little bit of a process to understand how to race them.
0: Jimmy Johnson was asked earlier about being the the veteran now uh, and a bunch of young guys coming. And even though Chase Elliott has been there a couple of years, he's still a very young guy. You and Alex coming in, young guys. But he said, don't overlook the contributions those guys can bring in terms of getting us to take a fresh look at things. You feel confident about the, the way you three guys can bring that to the team?
10: Yeah, I think fresh mindsets are always good for a race team. I feel like it it brings some new ideas and new ways of doing things. And I feel like Alex and I are are very different in how we drive and how we uh, approach things. So that's going to be a good perspective on both sides of the spectrum. So um, also Chase and I are are similar in some ways. Our background is similar, but he has three more years of cup experience. So hopefully I can lean on his experience and also lean on Jimmy, who's a seven-time champion. And I feel like he's as motivated as ever. So it's it's going to be exciting to compete with those guys, and hopefully, as a group, we can all win races and be up front a lot.
0: When you look through the schedule, not necessarily racing related, is there a place you're really looking forward to visiting this year that you haven't been?
10: Um, there's a couple. I, I like California, just the the atmosphere is really good. They have a lot of fans there that are really supportive of our sport that we don't get to see a lot. So I think that's um, one place that I circle. Uh, also Martinsville is going to be really cool. I grew up there um, going to races there as a kid, and now I get to race there. Now it's 500 laps, so i got to figure out how to, how to manage that because I've only done truck races there. But uh, that's going to be a, a big challenge in itself, and I think those two places are going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch.
0: William? Let's uh, have a big season and look forward to seeing you behind the wheel of that machine.
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. That's William Byron as he chatted with our Woody Kane. Another guy that's going to be on the move in 2018, Paul Menard has a brand new ride this season. He's taking over the Wood Brothers' number 21 Ford. MRN's Brian Nelson chatted with him about his new home.
11: Let's talk about your transition over the offseason, moving to the Wood Brothers team, how's that gone for you? I know you probably haven't had much time to really shake a car down, but but uh, what's the feel been so far?
5: Yeah, it's been good. We've uh, you know since we announced the deal in uh, I think it's July or August, um, we've been getting cars, uh, you know, getting myself fitted in the cars and been been kind of ahead of the the curve a little bit. So uh, I feel really good about where we're at. Um, we get to uh, test uh, next about a week and a half in uh, in Las Vegas, so. Excited to get back behind the wheel of a Ford and, and uh, see what we got, but everything's uh, coming along really nice.
11: And I know, um, you know you're know, you certainly a, a highly skilled racer. How do you feel about this opportunity with such a competitive team heading into 2018?
5: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, obviously the speed that the 21s had the last couple of years is uh, extremely encouraging. And, um, you know, we've, myself, been a new driver to the organization and, and new crew chief. and. Um, a lot of new faces there's you know some guys that, that have uh, been there a long time there's some fresh faces coming in so uh, you know this test is really important to to learn each other to learn how um, you know Greg and, and I will communicate with our, our engineers and uh, kind of hit the hit the season off right you know Daytona there's not a whole lot of uh, changes you do make to the race car once you get down there so Greg and I will be working on uh, you know just how we re- relate to each other and things. And when we get to Atlanta, we have to start making changes to the race car. We'll be uh, just further ahead.
11: Are you aware? I uh, certainly you know uh, you've been with historic teams in the past, but what's the feel for you stepping into this particular team, knowing that nobody's been in NASCAR? As long as the Wood brothers
5: have. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it's an honor for sure being uh, being behind the wheel the wheel of the 21. Uh, you know got the gold leaf numbers, um, the history that that the uh, the Woods have, um, and just getting to know the family. They're great great family great people. Uh, Welcome me with open arms and and uh, uh, very excited about that. Um, Len Wood sent me a picture of. Uh, of our show car, the Motorcraft show car, with my name above the door, and that's kind of when it kind of sunk in a couple weeks ago. So I've got that, uh, got that saved in my uh, in my photos. That's Paul Menard and our
2: Brian Nelson coming up on NASCAR Live. We've got Ryan Blaney and later Junior Motorsports latest edition. Tyler Reddick will join us.
1: The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway How do you like me now? with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton jerks bentley Somewhere on the beach. billy currington and so much more country 500 memorial day weekend may 25th 26th and 27th for tickets and information visit country500.com sponsored in part by budweiser it's rob tanner host of america's tailgate party nascar usa join us every weekend as we get you set for nascar racing with two hours of the hottest hits in country music The Motor Racing Network's Woody Kane is here with NASCAR News, and MRN pit reporter Steve Post stopped by to talk a little racing. We'll have features and highlights you can't get anywhere else, so be here each weekend for NASCAR USA on the Motor Racing Network.
2: We'll hear from Ryan Blaney next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. He has the lead coming off turn number three. He holds
9: the lead to the line. And 23-year-old Ryan Blaney will score his first career win here at Pocono Raceway today.
2: Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded when Ryan Blaney drove into victory lane at Pocono Raceway in June of last year. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. What a win that day for the Wood Brothers. What a win for Ryan Blaney. And Ryan is another driver that's gonna have a new home in two thousand eighteen. He's teaming up with Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano at Team Penske. MRN Steve Post talked with him about those changes.
8: All right, Ryan. Happy twenty eighteen. Um new season coming at us. Uh, how I guess start off with how's the off season been for you?
12: Uh yeah, it's been it's been a good off season. Um I feel like, you know, it's nice to get some time to relax, but then you know, you get about a month into the off season, you get antsy, better, ready to go back to the racetrack. So um, it's nice to take some time off. And you know we are kind of switching teams. You know it's not really a huge change uh, as far as equipment wise, and our personnel is is pretty similar to last year. We only have a couple new people, but um, it's nice to uh, give them a break and give them time to work together in the shop. And we actually were able to test at Texas, so then they were able to work together. So that part was really nice. But it's been a good off season. But um, we're gonna get ready to go here before you know it.
8: Want to talk about the team and the changes and the move back to Penske or over to Penske for you guys? But 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 a little bit on the off season, you've been busy. I see Costa Rica, I see Colorado. Um, boy, you're not uh, n- not hanging around home at all. What's uh, what's what's just been out seeing the world, I guess.
12: Yeah, I like traveling. That's that's one of my favorite things to do, and um, that's a huge thing I love about you know. What we do is we get to travel all over the country and, and things like that. And then in the off season, it gives us the opportunity to travel outside of the country and see other parts of the world and see how other cultures live and, uh, and the similarities and the differences between you know uh, places of the planet. So I, I, I think that's fascinating. I like to do that, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to go do that. But it's been a lot of fun to uh, visit some cool places, but um, it's nice to be back home. Uh, especially to unwind and, and get everything prepared. But, uh, yeah, I like traveling. It's one of my favorite things to do. Is there a place you want to
8: go? Is there, a, is there one you've got on your bucket list as you as you move forward, maybe into next offseason or some break during the schedule?
12: Yeah. Um, so I went to Ireland uh, last year during one of our off seasons and or off weekends, and um, I didn't get to see exactly where I wanted to. There's a place called Galway, and it's like Northern Ireland, and uh, we didn't get to go up there. We just saw Dublin. So that's a place I'd like to go back to. um kind of that area I think is really cool and um, maybe in uh, the first off weekend we can I can make a trip up there so much um, talk about
8: leaving the wood brothers to Penske we know it's an alliance team what are the similarities and what are the differences with the new familiar situation that you have this year
12: yeah there's uh, honestly not a ton of differences you know it's a different car and different number and um, you know I, I won't be driving for the wood brothers but uh, our cars, uh, the chassis and bodies, they were all built at Penske pretty much, and we just finish them up at the Wood Brothers shop. So um, the equipment is pretty much the same. There's really no differences there. And um, like I said earlier, the personnel is pretty much the same too. We just have a couple new mechanics uh, that we lost who have been with the Wood Bros for a while who wanted to stay there. But uh, it's nice to bring on new personnel. But you know, my crew chiefs the same. My engineers, uh, they're same people. So the core group uh, is pretty much the same. We have a couple new uh, pit crew members, but. Um, uh, I, I really don't think it'll be a huge switch you know it's nice to be in-house now at, at the Penske group and we're lucky to drive for the Wood Brothers for a few years and it was a, one of the coolest experiences but now I'm, I'm really really looking forward to driving to, for Roger Penske too that's a that's a huge deal that I've always wanted to do so uh, not a huge change in between years this year with, with switching teams it was the same equipment just uh, you know a little bit um, different look uh, for my car and, and myself but uh, not a huge change. As you as you
8: put a bow around the Wood Brothers era, how would you uh, just assess your time there? What it means to you? You know, you've been there. You've seen the wall, the winning wall. You've put your face on the winning wall. What does it mean to you to be part of that uh, legendary team?
12: Well, it means a lot. You know, it has been a, a great three years with those guys, and uh, we got we were lucky enough to get a win for them, and uh, that was the neatest thing. We weren't able to get win number one hundred. That's what I really wanted to do, and and we came close to getting it towards the end of the year, and just didn't make it happen, but. Uh, uh, to be on that wall of winners, uh, that's something I always wanted to do since I uh, first walked in the race shop in 2015 and saw that. And um, that was really neat to be a part of now, and that's going to live forever. Um, but I, I couldn't thank them enough for all that they did. They gave me my first full-time season in a cup car, and, in the 21 car, and uh, that was really special to me. And just to be able to hear their stories about you know, racing for decades on end is uh, is pretty remarkable. So we're still going to have a really close relationship with those guys and and that family. And um, you know, they always say once you're part of the Wood Brothers family, you're always a part of it. So uh, and I can say the same for. Uh, uh, on the opposite side, they'll always be a part of my family. So i um, really lucky to uh, get to know everybody over at the Wood family, and I'm looking forward to still getting to know them over the years. Great, great situation
8: there with the Wood brothers. Uh, you mentioned you did a test session down at Texas. Uh, great to gel, great to keep the team together and everything else. From the racing perspective, uh, what, what'd you learn about the cars, where you're at with it? Much difference, much change from what we left off at Homestead with?
12: Um, not a lot of change as far as car feel-wise. Um, it was really cold down there and the track was super fast. I think we were about half a second faster than what we were there in the fall, uh, just cause it was so cold and the grip was really high. And that track's actually aging uh, a lot better. There was only four cars at this test. Uh, it was a good year test and uh, we widened the groove at a pretty good bit in turn one. And that was uh, that was really nice to see when it's so little cars like that. I think that's gonna help the race in there. If we can just keep getting uh, more racetrack used up and uh, worn in so. Um, not a huge difference with the cars, it was hard to tell, like I said, we were so fast down there, just uh, it being cold like that and grippy, but, um, you know, I, uh, I think some other manufacturers, they might feel a change with their new body styles, but uh, we have the same one, so it was uh, pretty similar to last year.
8: Finally, off the racetrack, a um, couple things on the social media front, so much was made about your hair, about <laughs> about the changed look, um, just... Does it amaze you that people are worried as much about your hair as they seem to be?
12: Yeah, it was always it was I couldn't believe how much people worry about it and, and pay attention to it. It's funny to me. I mean, it's it's nice to pay attention to it. Um, it means they are true fans, I guess, but um, yeah, there's uh, you could tell it was it's definitely uh, uh, it was definitely the off season when we're talking about stuff like that and and uh, people are getting ready to go racing, they're they're getting antsy too. So um, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting to see all the all the comments and remarks about it and it was about 50 50 about people want me to keep it or, or cut it off and uh i figured it was about time it was getting a little out of hand and and uh looking a little trashy i do miss my mustache though that was uh that was my favorite part about the whole thing but um you know it's time to move on from that stuff but uh, it was neat to see all the fans reactions and it was cool to get that interaction with everybody
8: finally i've seen some interaction with joseph newgarden as well and of course you're moving to penske um is there any desire? You, the Indy cars are there, all the sports cars. Is there any desire to climb aboard something else? That one of the other toys that Roger has there at some point down the road?
12: Yeah, uh, I've gotten to know Joseph over the past year or two, and uh, you know he won the IndyCar championship last year, and uh, he's a great guy, and uh, I think he'll do great things over there uh, for years to come. But um, the desire is there. I, I haven't. Uh, I would always like to drive one, especially for Roger Penske. You know, he's the most iconic name uh, in the Indy car world. So. Um, I, I wouldn't turn down doing the double if it if it got brought up. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not campaigning here, but I'm saying I wouldn't turn it down if it got brought up, but I would love to drive one. I just like to see the differences in in the in the cars and um, know how differently they drive in traffic and stuff like that. or are just by themselves, so I feel like that'd be really cool to do uh, one day. So um, I'm never going to turn it down. I'll always be up to do it. We'll see
8: what happens. That's for sure. You're certainly in the right
12: building. Wish you the best. We'll look forward to seeing you. We'll see you
8: in Daytona in a few weeks. Yeah, thank you.
2: That is Ryan Blaney, new haircut and all. Still to come on NASCAR Live, Tyler Reddick will join us to talk about his new team with Junior Motorsports, and later, Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott will be here on NASCAR Live.
12: Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events, and the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com.
13: Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt
9: Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd
10: win. From
13: growing up under the Earnhardt name to Super Speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Jr.'s Journey, available on iTunes For download only on the Motor Racing Network.
2: NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Tyler Reddick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Tyler Reddick trying to win for the first time in his career. They are fanning out behind him. Reddick comes across the line, and he will score his first ever win, and it will come tonight
2: at Daytona. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's a blast from the past. Going back to Speed Week's 2015, Tyler Reddick taking a trip into Gatorade Victory Lane at the World Center of Racing. Thanks again so much for joining us here on NASCAR Live. You know, William Byron is moving to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. That has left a seat open at Junior Motorsports. And filling that seat is Tyler Reddick. MRN's Robbie Mays talked with him about that big opportunity.
9: First of all, Tyler, we are just talking about
13: how was your uh, how's your offseason been? It's been um, fun but quiet. Really haven't gone on any vacations, Done and gone and done too much of uh, anything that crazy. Uh, a little bit of traveling here and there. never really been to downtown Pittsburgh before. I went with a friend of mine that um, still works on the 42 Xfinity car and, uh, you know, went and saw a football game up there. Um, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Nothing crazy. No uh, lavish vacations at any resorts and some island, but, um, you know, just been kind of taking it easy, I guess, you know, um, Relaxed off of just the normal grind that I was in the day-to-day um, basis throughout the regular course of the season. Um, so just enjoyed that as much as I could. Um, but about about time New Year's got here, it was time to get back going again mentally. And um, in this last week or two, it's I've kind of gotten to the state where it's um, I'm just itching to get back in the race car and go again talking about
9: the 42 you got your first career win in the Xfinity series in that 42 car Kentucky last fall now that you've had a few months to reflect back on that night uh, getting that victory what do you remember
13: most about winning that race victory lane and all that stuff um, it's not so much the victory lane I really it strikes out I just remember it's just the I can just only imagine how stressed out my crew chief was at the time Mike Shiplett because we had a we had a lot, a very large lead for much of that race and he was just telling me, like, all right, you can back it down some more, back it down. And, like, you know, he he probably felt like I was making moves that were probably a little bit too aggressive. And looking back, maybe just a little bit. But, you know, when you get in the zone, you feel pretty comfortable. You know, you get in a rhythm. And sometimes you're doing things that may look, you know, a little bit a little too aggressive. But you, you feel comfortable. You kind of know the guys you're racing against. But um, just looking back, it was just the laps counting down and just having that huge lead, waiting for what if we have a caution? What if this happens or what if that happens? Uh, We were just waiting for something to happen, and the thing that I remember most about that race, just those were the longest 50 laps of my life, it seemed like, the end of that race. Um, They just went on forever and ever, Um, and I was just wanting it to get over with so we could win the race and be done with it. Um, It was enjoyable to be leading that much and be going that fast at at Kentucky, but we're just waiting for something to go
9: wrong. This year, full-time with Junior Motorsports. First of all, driving for Dale
13: Earnhardt Jr., what's that like? Um, It's, you know... The last uh, two times, or you know, two out of three times, the nine has run for a championship. It's won, so no pressure, right? Uh, the cars, um, the number itself has had a really good history of junior motorsports for performing well and winning lots of races and championships. And you know, hopefully, we can continue that this year. I've uh, gotten to know some of the guys over there at the shop pretty well so far. I know my crew chief's um, probably gonna have his hands full with me at first, getting used to me over William. But um, the group of guys there, for the most part, stayed intact and really excited to just be thrown into a team that just won a championship
9: junior motorsports put three cars in the championship for homestead miami speedway in the xfinity series any pressure on you to make sure you're part of you know at least three or four cars
13: in the final four for homestead this year um you know with as much that can go wrong and has gone wrong in racing you really can't be too pressured about you know you know you can't think about what if this happens or this happens that keeps you from getting there but um you know I want to be one of those hopefully we can get all four cars there this year that's that's going to be the goal we got three so why not four and I know Michael is getting better towards the end of the year and he was improving starting to hit some strides so obviously we're going to do what we can to help Michael and we're going to do it you know and Michael's going to do what he can to help us we're we're all a team so uh, it's just a matter of time before we get back to to, uh, Daytona and get in the swing of things and seeing how it's going to go but um, I have a feeling that this rule change is going to be better for for junior motorsports. These composite bodies, um, so we will be interested to see how it shakes out when we get to uh, Atlanta for our first uh, composite body race. We talk about Tyler Reddick,
9: the race car driver. Tyler Reddick off the off the racetrack. What's one thing about you that people may not know about you?
13: Well, I mean, there's there's a couple things, and then it's it's it it's changing, and and some things change, some things don't. Um, but I've, I found myself the last I'd say four or five months of my life, just kind of changing, uh, you know, what I do my day to day exactly, or what I do. Okay. When, once my daily routine is done, okay, what do I do in my free time? And that's been changing quite a bit. Sorry about that. Um, and you just, I just that's part of growing up, but you know, one thing that stayed true and what got me into racing was just a love for cars. And, um, that's never really went away. It's, I haven't had as much time to, to do things to, you know, street cars as I have in the past. I'm no Chip fuels by any means, but um, you yeah, know it's something I always that I think that, that got my foot in the door of racing, and it's something I'll never forget. And it's something that in my free time I always like to spend time on. So
2: that's Tyler Reddick, the newest addition to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Ryan Truex will join us, and later Denny Hamlin will be on the show.
7: The thought of winter coming can be chilling. Knee-deep snow, face-numbing winds, frozen fingers, temperatures below zero. And yet, without a Duralast car battery, it could be even worse. That's why Duralast batteries are tested to perform in harsh conditions. So even if it's 40 below zero, your car can start up like it's 72 and sunny. Duralast, proven tough and only at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
4: Welcome back to SportsView. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy.
2: Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took
1: the oranges. They didn't say, are oh, there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me?
4: We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges.
1: Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Denny Hamlin and Ryan Truex joins us next... This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1: This is NASCAR
2: Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. We talked about Martin Truex Jr. winning the Cup Series championship earlier his younger brother, Ryan, is making a big move in 2018. He's going to go full-time racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. MRN's Tyler Burnett talked with him about this opportunity.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really big opportunity for me. Um, it's my first time running full-time in Xfinity. I've ran about 38, 39 races, I think, um, but they've been spread out over the past six years. So to finally have a chance to go full-time um, with Colleague Racing and, and uh, chevy and and um to have our alliance our relationship with r c r is is gonna be big for me um basically i have a uh, that whole team to lean on and and to uh try to wrap my arms around and and understand and, and get to work with with the Dillons and uh daniel hemrick and all that so to have that much behind me and that much support and that much to lean on um, is something I haven't had in a long time, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that.
10: A little bittersweet leaving a great truck team like uh, the 16 bunch.
3: Yeah, and, and Shiggy Hattori is a great owner. Um, he's done a lot for me the past two years, so I'm definitely very grateful to him, very thankful that he did that, and, and uh, I want nothing but the best for them going forward. And uh, in two a year and a half, we've built that team into into a uh, championship caliber team so it's it's a little bittersweet to leave um but i know they're they're gonna they're gonna be great and uh go on to bigger and better things and and hopefully they can get somebody in there that can go out and win races because that team is definitely capable of it
10: you were pretty hands-on helping build that truck team weren't you
3: yeah um i mean i i had a lot to do with getting a lot of those guys i'd worked with before um scott zippidelli and a lot of the, the, the crew guys I worked with back in my k n days, um, and Mike Grichie, the, the team manager. So uh, we did a lot of work to get everybody back together. Um, it took a lot of convincing and, and uh, promises, and it took a lot of money and effort from Shiggy to make it happen. Um, but we were able to do it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough leaving that, um, but those guys are like family. They always will be. And, uh, yeah, if – if i can you know if i can can be a driver coach or or help them in any way i'm definitely willing to do that because i want them to succeed
10: are they looking for a full-time driver do you know or would you run some part-time with them
3: no they want to run full-time they want to compete for a championship um this will be their second year racing full-time so they've they've made a lot of progress in this past year and uh the truck series is evolving quickly um with a lot of the new rules and and the new engine package and things it's, it's kind of thrown everybody for a curveball, and, and there's a lot of new drivers and paces in the series this year. So I don't think anyone really knows what to expect, um, them included. So we'll just see where it all shakes out.
10: Colleg Racing's fairly new as well, so it's kind of a s- similar situation. They've grown quickly. They've had two playoff bursts. What's kind of a realistic goal for you
3: guys this year? Well, I want to win, and that's my goal always. Um, and I know that's this team's goal, and, and Matt Colleg and Chris Rice and, and everyone there – They're very motivated, um, very positive, and and, uh, they're willing to do what it takes to to make it happen, Um, You know, with the work they put in and and financially. um, Matt Colleague's put a lot of his own time and money into this race team to make it work. And like I was saying before, the RCR Alliance is is a huge deal for them. Um, We're on the RCR campus. So we're right there, and we have access to everything. Um, And I think that's the big thing for me is going to be able to talk with the other drivers. it's been a few years since I've driven these cars, and they've changed a bit. So if there's anything I can get from uh, from Hemrick and those guys, it's going to be a huge help. But they've come they've come a long way in two years, and uh, I think that that alliance and being able to work with that team has helped that out a lot. If you weren't racing, would you be on a boat somewhere? That's why I'm trying to make racing work out. I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you like it? Because it's cold and cold. Have you ever been out in the ocean when it's rough? It's not fun. So I'm not interested in that at all.
2: That's Ryan Truex as he talked with Tyler Burnett. Another driver we had a chance to speak with this week was Denny Hamlin. MRN's Brian Nelson caught up with him to talk about the upcoming Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series campaign. Denny,
11: as you head into 2018, what's your take on um, your goal for this year? Is it championship or bust?
4: Yeah, I think that every year is like that for, for us. I mean, I think we've been doing it long enough that uh, that's our goal. It uh, has always been our, our number one goal of any season is to win a championship, um, and I think we know what we need to do to, to accomplish that.
11: How will it work for for Joe Gibbs Racing and kind of the chemistry between the teams and drivers now with Eric sliding into the seat that that Matt had
4: last year? What do you think that's going to do to change the, the dynamic? It, it definitely changes the dynamic, uh, but, you know, we have no new personnel coming in. Essentially, we're, we're kind of losing Matt. Uh, so, I mean, Eric's been in all the meetings last year. He he's really grew as a driver uh, last year. And, and so I think that uh, we've got some good young talent on our team that uh, will obviously be coming to the forefront and be contending for a, a, a playoff spot you know, come September. A lot of people like to lump the 78 Martin Truex Jr. And
11: as a de facto team member at Joe Gibbs Racing, how does that championship
4: victory impact Uh, JGR as a whole you know it it definitely makes us go to work I mean you know yeah that the parts and the pieces are the same but they do a lot of stuff on their own out there in Denver and they do such a great job of of putting their cars together and um, you know being on their own agenda as well so I think that there's a lot to be learned from them um, and we'll we'll continue to work hard and try to get to to that level this year
11: all right now um there were, NASCAR announced that they weren't going to make any changes to the format for the, the stages, you know, and, and uh, caution laps count just like they, they did last year in 2017. As a guy who was instrumental in the development of that format, do you think it was important that it go untouched for 2018?
4: I, I do. I, I think that messing with the formats is uh, too much can be a bad thing, and I think we really had a good thing last year. Uh, it mixed up the fields. Uh, people were on You know strategy to gain points or try to win a stage or just try to win the race and so I think that uh, we we have a better idea of what works better best for us and we'll we'll execute that plan hopefully this year
11: and you know we saw Truex go to so many stage victories and that playing a big part in his championship drive do you expect that people will take note of his strategy last year and and, will that impact any racing do you think early in this season
4: you know I think that everyone if if we could have kept him from winning more stages we would have you know right it, it's his car was fast enough he was a good enough driver to to execute and get all those bonus points and so I think we were all trying as hard as we could. He just was a little faster than us at times, and um, we, we, we didn't step up until later in the year when it was almost too late. We didn't have the bonus points to lean back on when we had a mediocre finish. So um, I think that there will be more of an emphasis for our specific 11 team to uh, go out there and try to perform right from the very first race. That's Denny Hamlin.
2: Coming up, we've got more. Chase Elliott is on the horizon. He'll join us next.
1: In racing, there is no greater feeling. There is no greater history. There is no greater tradition than the Daytona 500. And this February 18th, there is no greater place to be as the great American race celebrates its 60th running. Last year sold out, so there is no greater time than now to guarantee your seats. Join us for the history-making 60th running of the Daytona 500. Sunday, February
2: 18th. Guarantee your seats at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or Daytona500.com. Calling all admirers of the King. For Richard Petty, the SDP Pontiac. We have the place for you. Celebrate the life and career of NASCAR's all-time win leader, Richard Petty. Uh,
5: the head came about in the late 70s. From the
2: legend behind the King's famous crown to thrills and spills that the Hall of Famer had over the years.
1: Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall.
2: It's Richard Petty's Road to Royalty, and it's available for free to download on iTunes and MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live.
1: Now, back to Mike Bagley.
2: Back to put a wrap on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. A driver that is going to get a win sooner rather than later in the Cup Series is Chase Elliott. Woody Kane talked with him earlier about the upcoming season.
0: Well, Chase, another strong season for you guys. If you had the big magic wand that everybody wishes they had and you could wave it around and make one thing better this year, what would it be?
14: I just trying to trying to win uh, a race I think is you know the, the biggest uh, the biggest piece I'd love to have had this past year. You know, I, I think our performance here towards the end of the year was uh, was far improved from where we started and where we ran the majority of the season. So really proud of that. Just need to, you know, be able to close off some races better and, and uh, I think that was the biggest thing that, that we need to do to, to really give ourselves a chance and propel forward. Uh, to try to compete for a championship, so you obviously gotta you gotta win some races, I, I think, and, and certainly you're gonna have to win Homestead, you know, to uh, to win more than likely. So uh, that's very important. I think we're capable of doing it. We, we've had the performance and, and the speed to do it. We just gotta make it happen. As
0: we as we get set to head down to Daytona, as there is every year, a lot of rule changes, a lot of things are different as
14: they always are. What jumps out at you about what what we can watch out for this year in particular? Um, I think just the uh, probably the the Hawkeye system and, and how they're going to start, you know, policing the bodies a little bit differently. You know, it, uh, that, that, that's such a big game and, and it's such a, uh, such a piece nowadays that you can have such a large advantage. So I'm curious to see if that, you know, closes the, the gap on, on everyone, you know, whoever, whether we were going to start the season and be the best cars in, in Chevrolet or whoever it was going to be. I'm curious to see if everyone is just closer because of that, because there is such a small margin of ability to to be better or worse now. I mean, you, you've taken a margin that was already minute, and you're making it even smaller. Um, I think it's going to make it that much more difficult to have a clear advantage over, over the next guy. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Have you seen any of the pit practices with one less guy over the wall, and how do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. The the uh you know, there's gonna have to be some some sure enough athletes to to do that. Um, you know, the the front tire changer having to carry his tire over the wall uh to the right front is is I mean that's a, a task. Um and to do that, you know, if we go to a racetrack like Darlington or you know, Richmond or Homestead, some of those places that, that we go to where we pit a ton and we have a lot of sets of tires that are laid in the pits, this guy's going to be worn out you know, by the end of the night, and, and I think it's going to be easy to make mistakes. So, um, I feel really confident in, in the uh, system that, that HMS has and, and how they go about training their pit crew members, how they go about uh, doing their jobs each day, getting the, getting the proper repetition that they, they need to have. So, I think our guys will be prepared. Um, seems like our guys are, are kind of uh, taking it uh, on their own to, to really step up and, and take this new process and hopefully make it theirs, and we can uh, have some good afternoons on pit Road.
0: You and I have talked a little bit about your flying before, and I see now on social media guys going, hey, hop in the plane with Chase, and we went to so-and-so, and you've been kind of ratcheting up your ratings along the way. Where do things stand with you right now, and how much are you, are you getting up in the air?
14: Yeah, I, I fly a good bit. Um, you know, still kind of here and there. To uh, whether it's coming up here or uh, going out to Colorado, I flew out flew out west and back in, in December and early January. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun. I uh, have my multi engine instrument rating and, and uh, have my rotorcraft as well. So it's been been fun and and i enjoy it it's a it's a privilege for sure and you know as i've said it uh without that it'd be really tough to live uh live at home in georgia and be able to come up here and do all the things i have to do so you know as everyone around here knows it it can take you an hour and a half to get from mooresville to, to concord so um you know if i'm gonna do that i might as well live at home and and fly up here uh, on tuesdays and and whatnot for our meetings. so i, I love I love that opportunity. I love the ability to, to be there, be around my family at home. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to be away from, from racing up here and, and you know, uh, seeing the people that, that you always see on the weekends. It's nice, kind of a breath of fresh air to, to not be in the mix of that all the time. How much will you be able to get behind other stuff besides the cup car this year? Um, not a ton. I'm, I'm going to race the, uh, the Xfinity race in Daytona. Uh, for JRM. Uh, they were kind enough to keep me in mind to, to run that race. So I'm going to do that and really aside from that I don't have any other plans to, to run any other cars. So it'll be very similar to last year I think and kind of just all hands on deck on, on the cup side. Don't have any plans for any truck races or anything like I did last season. So obviously th- you know, things could change. If somebody was willing to offer uh, me to drive I would, I would certainly consider but for right now just the Xfinity race at Daytona and Uh, be
2: ready to go on the cup side the rest of the year that's chase elliott and woody kane folks that's going to put a wrap on this week's show we'd like to thank martin truex jr for joining us also ryan truex denny hamlin william byron paul menard ryan blaney tyler reddick and chase elliott and for steve post woody kane tyler Burnett, brian nelson and robbie mays I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks again for joining us. We'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone.
1: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
7: This NASCAR season, every
8: member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home.